Linda Welby is a badass, a good badass. She works in sports radio and has been a part of the successful Scott and BR show for years. She knows her shit. She also knows how to be funny, how to navigate two guys on the radio, and how to be real. It's her openness that really is an example and also the lesson and also the point of this podcast to be open and real. She was diagnosed with breast cancer and instead of hiding, she bravely shared. Here's my conversation with Linda Welby. You're listening to Everybody Has Shit. Kim Reed gets real about her autoimmune struggles and other health and wellness issues we all face on a day-to-day basis. Only open-minded and honest talk. So the reason why you are here today is because of life and how life can change on a dime. Mm -hmm. So for me, and this is kind of how our paths cross, four years ago, I started having um, very strange symptoms. Hmm. Um, I thought maybe it was menopause. I had my my entire body lit up um, on fire, hair fell out. Um, but told nobody. And I would continue to have these episodes and didn't tell anybody. Still kept thinking it was a menopause thing, um, but suffered in silence. Mm-hmm. And then they kept coming more frequently and more frequently. You know. And at the time, I'm shooting Jerome's commercials and I'm having to wear wigs. They still didn't know. I, my radio partners didn't know, not a soul. Um, so you lost a significant amount of hair then. Oh, I did. Yeah. I, I would show up at work for one month straight wearing a hat, a baseball hat. Now, in the mornings, you can kind of get away with sure, that. Sure, right. Um, but it was because I, I, my hair just really... So it, it, it's some sort of an autoimmune. Still don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm still searching. Starting a whole new program about a month and a half ago with diet... Um, because my doctors in the past have said that food doesn't matter, not relevant to whatever it is I have. But I'm so drugged that I'm having effects from all the drugs that I'm on. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's, it's now my new path. So the course that I was on has shifted. Your course shifted not long ago. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was... Uh... Last month was a year ago that I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And it was just one of those things that, I mean, I just, I'm going to reveal everything here. I did not get regular mammograms. I just didn't. I was, I think I was just afraid to find something. But like you, the the interesting thing is before that happened, um, I was having, I just knew something wasn't right in my body. I just knew it. I didn't feel a lump. I didn't know there was a lump. I knew something wasn't right. And I actually said to my husband one morning, I, we were having, I was having a lot of stress in my life that I, if anybody says, you know, if your doctor dismisses stress, then get a new doctor. Yeah. It is a big factor yeah. in your health. Huge. And um, I said to him, I, I just feel like I have cancer in my body. Now, we were taking care of my mom at the time who had Alzheimer's, and it was a tough situation, and that's, that's hard when you're a caretaker. Right. In fact, oftentimes, caretakers are the first ones to get sick. Yeah. Um, work, you know, that was a situation. Things were popping up at work. So, you know, I, um, I had breast cancer. I went through it, I went through it all. I had a um, um, lumpectomy. I had uh, the chemo. I had radiation. 
So it's, I'm still kind of fresh out of it. I mean, yeah. I, I think I stopped, my, my treatments ended um, right before Christmas. Right. It was like a day or two before Christmas wow. that I was done. And they say the effects of chemo and the effects of all that really don't leave your body for a while. And I have, I'm having <clears throat> a lot of side effects. Like? Like joint pain, terrible joint pain. I wake up in the morning, and I'm on a pill, by the way, that you know, when you finish your treatment, typically they'll put you on a pill for five years. So I'm on my five-year pill. This is the third of the pills that they're trying because I've had such side effects. Yeah. You know, the hot flashes and right. the... I mean, that part of that's the menopausal yeah. stuff, but um, it's... Combined with everything. Combined with everything. So did you lose your hair? No, I did not. I cold-capped. I've heard... I have a friend going through the, through the treatment right now. Mm -hmm. She did it, and she has not lost her hair. Right. I mean, you'll, you'll lose some. It'll yeah. thin out for sure. Right. But... Um, it, it, and especially if you have... Um, hair like ours, like, I think women of color have a harder time because their hair is thicker, right. and it, it has to get to your scalp, right. so that's unfortunate, you know, right. but you but you can still get through it, right. and the beauty is, even if you do lose, a, like, 60% of your hair, the, the good thing is that even going through that treatment, it's going to come back faster, right. and you also have a better chance of it coming, actually coming back. Right. There are some cases where it doesn't come back right. because of the chemo. Right. So... The lesson for me, and I don't know if you were open and uh, with your coworkers, with friends from the beginning mm -hmm. of your treatment um, and your the discovery of cancer, um, but I've discovered through my process that being silent and quiet about it, regardless of what it is that has interrupted your life, isn't the right way to do it. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> That is like a huge relief for me. And here's why. Because I, I started out just like you. I thought, you know, I had my, <clears throat> the host of the show, Scott, calling me. He's a very curious guy. And he would just say, you know, what's going on? And you've been taking a lot of time off. And I know you're, tell me what's happening, what's happening. Well, the truth of the matter is I had to go through a series of tests, yeah. number one. Number two, it's nobody's business until my own family knows. Yeah. My kids didn't know. You know, I was still doing this stuff. And then once I did find out, I really kind of was, you know, I never thought that. I always used to think, why don't people talk about this until it happens to you, yeah. and then you suffer in silence yeah. um, for a number of reasons. Everybody's different, whatever your reason is. But then, um, it, because of our business, it got out. And uh, I didn't know if I was ready for it or not, but it was out there. So then I thought, well, i got to get ahead of this, yeah. and I'm going to address it. And uh, so I did. And, I, and the more I went and did that stuff, the better I started to feel about it. Yeah. And the more people were reaching back. Right. It was amazing. Yeah. I can't even tell you, to this day, I get people all the time, you know, um, calling me, hey, my girlfriend just got diagnosed. Can you talk to her? Yeah. Or can you reach out to her? And I'm happy to do it. Um, well, that to me is a huge part of the process of healing. Because when you stay in silence, you're isolated. You're, you're alone with your thoughts, and your thoughts aren't always that great. Right. Mm -hmm. So I have found, like you, when you talk to people, they may know somebody who's gone through the same thing, mm -hmm. no matter what it is, whether it's autoimmune, breast cancer, and there might be one little piece of information or one little piece of emotional thoughts that can help you. And I think as women that we need to trust each other more. Mm -hmm. and, and you're right, everybody's different in how they process things. But I have a wall that was 
sky high. And I can tell you that it's not the way to do it. Mm -hmm. No, I found that myself too. And it's hard to break through that because it's emotional. It's emotional. It's very personal. Mm -hmm. And you're very selective with who you want to share things with. Right. Because the questions, the authenticity. Mm -hmm. But you know what? There's more good that comes out of conversation with people that you may only know casually than not saying anything at all. Right. And I know that the concern some people have, like you said, is just putting it out there. I know for me, and I'm a relatively strong person, but there were moments, you know, I I know when people are even trying to help. Um, I had a guy send me a picture and he just said, hey, look at this woman. She just went through this, just like you, and she's out at this function right now, and she's all happy, and she's giving me a thumbs up. And I know the very best of intentions were meant by sending me that to motivate me. But I looked at it and I thought, what's wrong with me? I'm in bed. I'm sick. I really don't feel good. I know we just, you know, does it seem similar? Maybe we did have the same diagnosis, but she's reacting a lot different than me, so I'm a failure. But that's, you know what I mean? That's, That's what people fear when the reality is, like you said, there's more good that comes from talking about it than not. But it's also how to pick your bootstraps up mm-hmm. and live. Because there were moments in my, through the course of this thing, I mean, you can see right here, because I had a flare-up, I don't know, a couple months ago. Can you see all the hair that's coming back in right here? I, I have the same thing. I have the baby hair yeah. from, yes. <laughs> it's all coming back. Uh-huh. Um, but there are reasons to talk about things. There are reasons to network. And I think the, the bottom line is that it's all going to be positive. Mm-hmm. All of it's going to be positive. Because we, as women, have to get together and trust each other. Men, too. Men get... My, my dad had breast cancer. Oh. Okay, so that's... Because that's a rare thing, but it's a, it's a real thing. Yeah. And, and you don't hear about get, it that often. No. And men get autoimmune. Mm-hmm. Um, but there just seems to be a flurry of women who are getting all of these strange ailments. And the thing about it is we keep it silent because it can't be identified. You go to doctors, they don't know what it is, mm-hmm. so you don't know how to describe it. Oh, my whole, my entire body hurts. Right. Okay, well, I mean, where do you go for and it's, stuff like that? It's very, going to the doctors can be very frustrating. Yeah. It can be amazing. I'm not, you know, because um, all doctors are different, but you've got to find that doctor that's right for you. And also... Um, Open yourself up to, I mean, I like Eastern medicine and Western medicine. You know, I like them both. I think that integrative medicine is the way to go, quite frankly. I have just started a month and a half ago is an internist who's an integrative doctor. Mm -hmm. So not only is this integrative doctor brilliant, he wears a mask, he's, he's robotic, which I like because I want somebody who's trying to figure me out. He does acupuncture on me and he does meditation. So it's a whole, it's the exact opposite of what I was doing Mm -hmm. and he's trying to take me off of drugs. But I'm just hoping that through talking with you that we can help bring this group of people together so that they're not afraid to share things. And and I think that we need to have a platform for that. I agree. I couldn't agree more. Um, Because even I know for me, I would go... I'm a more of a visual person. I know podcasts are big and everything like that, but I would go and look up YouTube and I'd look for any video I could find and some something might hit a little bit of something, but I just 
never quite found that thing that I, because I'm just looking at, at two in the morning when you wake up and you're, yeah. you're thinking, is that a bad dream? No, I actually do have breast cancer. Oh, okay. I feel awful and I can't go to sleep, but I'm going to go on the, open up the laptop and start seeing if I can find something to make me feel better. Right. Um, so the more that is out there and the more choices people have, and then they can relate because you're going to find something. I found a, um, actually a website for cold capping right. that it was supposed to be just about cold capping. And it's a closed group on Facebook, right. but I got more information from that group mm-hmm. and because people would just reach out like, Hey, not cold capping related, but has anybody experienced this? Mm-hmm. And I went, Oh my gosh, I thought that was just me. Right. Yes. And then you, you, you know, all these people start chiming in and it's great because you feel much better about yourself and it also again going back to doctors and I'm you know they don't know everything no we want them to we do but they don't <laughs> but they and, don't and something that I heard that resonated with me not long ago is that you know we're set up now it's almost like a brainwashing and that pharmaceuticals want us you know they want us to remain sick mm-hmm. and so we're fed all of these drugs but we need to take it into our own hands, and I agree with the Eastern and the Western, and being open to things. But I think you get so desperate um, that you do end up being open to other options and other perspectives on how to heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't... Um, I remember I had uh, one time just pain in my shoulder and my elbow, and I guess someone could call it tennis elbow, but never played tennis before. And you know, and I went to all these doctors, and it was just really bothering me. And finally, and I'm not a needle person, I went to acupuncture. And I said, you know, I'm not a needle person, but you're my last ditch effort. And, yeah. the, and he said, that's usually the case. <laughs> he said, I usually hear that. And he said, well, let's talk a little bit before, you know, we do this. And at the time I was working, um, you know, for another radio station and all this stuff was going on because, you know, work, as you know, it's, it's can be very stressful. Yeah. Um, and I, told him, and he, and he just asked me, well, how about your marriage? And I said, no. I said, actually, my home is my comfort zone. That's where I feel the best. We're talking, and finally he said, all right. He goes, I know. I'm, we're going to do some acupuncture on you. He goes, but I already know what you need to do. And I said, what? He goes, quit your job. And I said, well, that's not, you know, not going to happen. What? And he said, well, if you want that to go away, quit your job. About a month later, I was fired. About two weeks later, gone. pain was gone. You know, and and you just think it it manifests in the craziest ways. It does. And I still, there's there's kind of an interesting thing, you know, because you start to create your own theories too. And you can can run wild with that too. But one of mine was always kind of like, you know, because as there's a person in in our world, uh, I don't, you familiar with Sam Bass? Um, before him, O.J. Lawrence. I've worked with both of these guys, and, and they had cancer. And then we all worked in the same building together, and and there, it was very similar kind of cancer. And I don't know. I just started to think, <clears throat> you know, there's so many radio waves and different things in the building that we work in, and could that attribute to it? You know, you just you just don't know what it is, really. But I think you going back to you know your body well enough to know something is just not right, and I have to change it. And again, with the meds, that, that's a killer for me because I do not, you know, not that anybody likes to be on pills. No, but if they worked, mm. it would be great. But we have to figure out a way through the pain to change course knowing that this is now the path that we're on, mm-hmm. to get up every day as tough as some of those days may be, and to live. Right. We have to, now we have to figure out a way to put a smile on our face, 
to be positive through the pain or whatever we're feeling because what's the what is the alternative and those that has been my biggest challenge mm-hmm. is to get up and make the day happen because and I do it for my kids and my husband because the support has been amazing right but that's what we have to do it for mm-hmm. we have to show them that we can do it. it it's tough it can be tough it is and I think you know um for me when I was going through especially the chemo the chemo was the hardest yeah. part for me um, because two days after, all of a sudden, you get this injection, and now your white blood cells are fighting with your body, and it, you're just out. Um, and for me, to get through that, I just watched comedies. Yeah. It was stand-up. It was old comedies, Seinfeld episodes, Curb Your Enthusiasm, whatever. It was comedies. That's why I think I missed the whole Game of Thrones situation, <laughs> because I started to watch it, and I thought, oh, a lot of death here. I don't think I need to... <laughs> you, oh, know. you probably saw my husband on Seinfeld. He was the gay sponge nurse <laughs> was he really? Yeah. Oh my gosh! I know every every Seinfeld yeah. episode. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, no, it'd be better to to rely on comedy. I never saw Game of Thrones either, so right on. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I'm I'm actually catching up because I wanted to see what the buzz was, but at the time it was so dark yeah. and twisty. I needed to just lighten. I just needed simple and fun, and that's that's kind of how I centered myself in the day. Right. And when I when I feel myself going back. I would flip on a comedy. Yeah, you know, it's good. I take try to take a deep breath, mm-hmm. take as deep a breath as I can, and kind of readjust my focus and just uh, forget that I have the pain. And meditation. You mentioned meditation. I'm trying. It's it's not easy. It is not easy. It's, it's hard. So easy. hard to clear the mind mm-hmm. and to take that moment. But I'm trying. That's another thing that I'm trying to incorporate because yes. to keep the stress levels down so it doesn't ignite my nerves and send me all mm-hmm. awry. I have to thank you because I know that now you're representing Susan G. Komen. Yes, I was so excited. They um, and I do have to give. We there was a gentleman that I worked with, John Browner, who started this whole thing. He actually called me and said, "Hey, you know, I know you're out, but um, you know, listeners want to do something for you. They want to help. So, you know, can we do a GoFundMe or something?" And I thought, "Oh, geez, you know, I I have health insurance and we're blessed to be doing okay." So. I'd rather somebody else get something like that. And, okay, goes back. And then call me again. He's like, okay, what about if people donated on your behalf to Susan G. Komen? Now, I had always donated to Susan G. Komen, but I never did the walk. I never did that stuff. And quite frankly, I didn't know a lot about it. I I knew that um, money went to research. That's about it. So um, people were calling and donating, and then I had this amazing anonymous donor who um, matched everything, and we were like the number one. We did the walk, the whole team, and and I was very grateful for everybody for doing that. And then Susan G. Komen came and said, you know, we would love for you to be our honorary cancer survivor, and then they said after that, we would love for you to be the uh, chairperson this year as well. So, I, I mean, it was such a huge honor. And at the same time, I thought to myself, um, could I do that only because, you know, when you talk about cancer, like I'm, I'm coming out of it. Yeah. Do I want to go back and keep reliving it and talking about it? I know that sounds strange. No, I understand that, but it's also your approach, though, mm-hmm. and looking forward. Right. Yes. Even though you're talking about it, you're, you're, I think your inspiration can take people forward. Well, that's what I discovered. 
And I thought, no. I, and every sign kept pointing like, Linda, you've got to do something. Yeah. You've got to put the word out. You've yeah. got to do whatever. Something like this, which I'm so excited that you're doing this. Um, so, you know, so I, I said yes, and, and it's just exciting. And what I found out was they do more than that. They do, um, so if, if you don't have the money or the funds to do something, or you you getting meals to you, they, they have so many services that they provide, which made a lot of sense to me because I remember being in a chemo room and, you know, my husband was there yeah. and I had all these friends who were like, oh, let's all sign up and we want to be there. And I didn't, you know, I said, well, let me just do this. Yeah. But there were people with nobody. Yeah. And that's really sad, yeah. you know. And so Susan G. Coleman can reach out and address that. Which well, this is great, though, because nice. you're a perfect person to relay that message. Well, thank you. You really are. And I'm so glad that you shared your story because I know that it's hard. It's mm -hmm. very emotional. Yes, it can be. Because of the pain mm -hmm. and the scariness of things that, you know, we are, we don't know about. But I think it's important for us to all bond and to share and, and we get strength in that. So that to me is the purpose of this. So oh, I love it. And I hope, uh, yeah, I hope people... Even if they get one little thing out of yeah, it, that's, you know, that's all. That's all it can be because it's hope, mm -hmm. and that's what we strive for is hope. So you're very inspirational. You're very articulate. You kick ass in the sports world. Oh, thank and, you. Um, well, I have to say I'm a big fan of yours as well. And I just, you know, it's a, it, but interesting that we did pass each other in the hallways, right. and we've seen each other, and we've always liked each other. We've yeah. been on, you know, social media together. Didn't know any of that about you. Yeah, you know, you knew about me only because it was brought out. But you, we wouldn't have no. had it not. And no. we've got two women, you know, who could comfort and help each other, and exactly. and just passing yeah. each other in the hallway. I know. And so this is this is how we try to change the course of the thinking of women who have new, who are dealt a new blow. Mm -hmm. It can be a blow to just come together and not be afraid to share things. So it was right. it was very easy to share with you. Well, thank you. So, thank Love you. you. Love you too. You're listening to Everybody Has Shit. Kim Reed gets real about her autoimmune struggles and other health and wellness issues we all face on a day-to-day -day basis. Only open-minded and honest talk 